Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. E equals MC. That all men are created About the future innovations. And growing strength in the air. Tear this is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I am your host today, Ryan Treasure. And man, do we have a, a very unique topic to talk about today. You know, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, we go through our normal day every day. We, we, we get dressed, we take showers, we get ready to go. And I think, I think a lot of us feel that, you know, oh yeah, I'm taking a shower and I'm using lotion and all that. But are we really taking care of our skin? Right, I think it's super important. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, where it is 110 degrees outside, and uh, you know there's there's a lot to making sure to take care of your skin, especially in an environment of extreme heat. Uh, also works the same way in environments of extreme cold. Uh, you know, got to make sure to keep everything uh, nice and uh, and good looking. And so we're going to talk to uh, a doctor today, Dr. Gretchen Freeling, also known as Dr. G, uh, and she's a dermatopathologist with 10 years of experience in medicine. Uh, uh, and also a background uh, notable for intensive ballet, including the Juilliard School, which is very awesome. My daughter takes ballet, and uh, Dr. G combines her artistic eye and all of those qualities and medical expertise to give her patients the ability to be better versions of themselves. Dr. G, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on Finding Your Frequency. And of course, we have to just start every one of these uh interviews with the question and which is the premise of the show and Dr. G my question for you is how did you found your frequency where where in 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 your life did you go yep I'm gonna be a dermatopathologist that's what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna go help people be better better versions of themselves uh you know but let's start there before we expand on all the cool things that you're doing and just kind of set the foundation for who Dr. G is and where you came from Yeah, so I could go on and on, I would say, about that. But I started my path uh, in medicine. My father is a vascular surgeon and have always been interested in medicine. So studied to go to medical school, uh, completed my medical school in Florida, and then came up to the Boston area and did my residency in pathology at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center that's associated with Harvard Medical School. And I've always been very visually oriented as well as always wanting to know the answer to things. And so I would say I had somewhat of a photographic memory, you know, a little bit and loved the idea of pathology and being visual and having the answer, right? So surgeons wait for you to give them the answer of what was that tumor? What, you know, is that skin lesion? And as I went through pathology and became bored in anatomic pathology and clinical pathology, clinical pathology being more of the blood banking, blood typing, microbiology, and those things, and anatomic pathology being the diagnosis of all of the skin organs under the microscope and diseases of each individual organ of of the body. So I found a particular interest in skin, not only because it is extremely 
challenging, but it also requires a relationship with dermatologists as you need to know what that skin lesion looks like in, in clinical appearance and how the patient started noticing that lesion or rash. And so it required a team effort instead of being isolated. So I love that. So I went through my dermatopathology residency in Vermont and I finished and practiced uh, practice here in Newton, Massachusetts. And I've done that for several years, about five or so. And I not only do I love that, I was diagnosing skin biopsies from all over the country. I've been uh, licensed in many states. And so I decided that was great, but then I wanted something a little bit different. And I've always been really interested in aesthetics and throughout my training had a lot of experience with aesthetics and injectables and anti-aging procedures, non-surgical procedures. And I decided to take a big leap and open up my own uh, boutique aesthetic medical practice called G-Face MD. And I have to say, I'm pretty sure I'm the very first pathology trained dermatopathologist to ever do anything like this. And so it took a big leap and I took a risk uh, but you have to go after your dreams, right? Got to do so it. So I took that risk. Yeah, I took that risk. And within now almost almost two years, I have exploded, have multiple people that work in my office here in Wellesley. We're looking at opening in different states. And I have my own boutique uh, medical skincare line, which is fantastic. And it flies off the shelves. We have our own 24-7 skincare shop where you can purchase products online. And every patient that comes in gets their little goodie bag of samples of skincare products because we believe in them so much and everybody should just be able to try them. So that's one side of the practice. And the other side of the practice is us providing these anti-aging treatments to help people not only feel amazing about themselves, but not feel like they don't look like themselves. And I think aesthetic medicine has, taken a little bit of a turn uh, to, you know, people looking overdone. And so our approach here is very different. And we take the patient and their whole appearance into consideration and do micro enhancements to rejuvenate and brighten versus overdo, overdo their look. So uh, it's been really wonderful. And we love it. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And I, and I, you know, when I started the beginning of the show, you know, it, it, it's serious too. You know, we, we live in the desert here and like our skin takes a beating. And so, you know, having a place where you can go and, 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 and get some, you know, some relief and, and, and get some aesthetic, you know, but also at the same time, you know, just taking care of your skin from get go is just super important depending on, you know, so many different facets of, you know, how, how exposed to the sun you are on a given time. What is your, uh, you know, what is your, your background history like with your family and their skin issues and those kind of things. And, uh, you know, being a dermatopathologist that you are, uh, you, you have a unique understanding. We had an, uh, an interview on finding your frequency, like, um, a few months ago and, it was a dermatologist who was working on an application uh, using artificial intelligence to allow them to mm. like quickly identify, uh, you know, some of the issues. So how, how are you, how are you guys using technology, whether it's in your skincare line or, you know, just in your industry in general to, um, you know, like to help you guys become more efficient at helping the customer? That's so interesting and something I've become so passionate about because 
I wouldn't say I was always tech savvy, um, <laughs> but just getting into this business, I didn't even have an Instagram account, account when I started. And it took me about two hours to do my first post. And now we have such a massive Instagram presence. And I'm using it because number one, I love to teach and I taught at Harvard Medical School, the students there, and I've just taught throughout. I, I tutored pre-med students, I love it. And I think education is power and people want to know what they're doing and why they're doing it. And I honestly think, you know, the general public is more educated today than they've ever been, especially in my industry. And there's a lot of false information out there. And so I've used Instagram, we all use it here, to really educate patients, they, we want them to know why we do what we do because that's when misunderstandings happen. Yeah. And so we have yeah. this Instagram page, GFaceMD, and we have a, a coffee time that I'm trying to get better about doing more frequently, <laughs> but we have a coffee time. We did one today actually about anatomy and just focusing on several muscle groups and how they work and why we inject where we inject. And I think people really appreciate it and they trust you and they want you know to learn. So that's been huge. Uh, and from Instagram, we also have sponsored uh, posts that people can, you know, we can reach people all over. So that's been awesome. We try to use really updated technology with different ways of delivery in our skincare line. So that's a little bit, you know, it's in, always in the works. And we try to use, that's a totally different type of technology. I get that. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, from, yeah, but I, like, so you, Instagram you, to the skincare line. Yeah, but you guys um, are probably really looking at some cool technologies like nanoparticles and things like that as different, newer, and better delivery mechanisms for some of your skincare line, right? Totally, because different sizes of particles are absorbed better. And if you have an ingredient that's too thick and it just sits on the surface, <laughs> a lot of times that's not great. But then in other surface circumstances, for example, a hyaluronic acid-based hydrator, people, that is like the hype right now. It is so amazing. And it is absorbed, but it's slowly absorbed. And it, a lot of it does sit on the surface of your skin, but it trains your skin to hold on to moisture. So it's a whole different way of looking at hydration and looking at anti-aging. It actually that's pumps it, and hydrates. That's what I need for my hands here in the desert. <laughs> you need it. It's so good. I'm going to send you some. It's oh, so yeah, awesome. That, yeah, that's amazing because, you know, it, it's, it really is the truth. Like, I probably drink, I don't know, at least 120 ounces of water a day. I carry around a 40-ounce water bottle and on, on any given day I at least drink two of them um, at minimum and most of the time I'm drinking like four of those which is quite a bit of water and even even with that much water I still can't get like my hands in order you know where they're not you know yeah. getting too dry and cracking and that kind of stuff and you know well it um, is really dry where you are too it's so dry <laughs> problem but you know you can get gloves and wear them overnight which isn't the most comfortable thing you know and put hydrators inside there but it is hard and you drink a lot of water, but it also, it takes, you know, hydrating from the outside and from the inside. So yeah, that is a good point. And I, yeah. I, I've tried some um, different kinds of lotions and stuff like that and wear gloves at night and um, I can do it for like a couple of nights, but then, yeah, I don't know, for whatever reason, having gloves on my hand just makes me, my brain think about these gloves on my hand and doesn't allow me to sleep properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you're trapped or something, but it's also probably gets hot and I don't know. I'm not really interested in that either, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'd definitely love to check out that product and see how, yeah, how it would help, right definitely. Yeah. So as you guys are looking at the current status of the industry right now, what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you guys are solving and, and that you're facing? 
Um, you know, I mentioned a couple before and I'll talk about that again too. I think I think it's a very saturated market and there's a huge range of people that are injecting substances into patients' faces, okay? And there's a lot of very, very qualified individuals, but you really need to make sure that you're educated and you know who is injecting into your face because it's your face. And there's certain states, I think it's Texas, I'm not sure, like anybody can inject Botox. I mean, there's some states with very few regulations, and so it gets a little bit scary. I don't even like anybody touching my face. Let alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Let alone poking know, me with some Botox. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. but yeah, and, 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 uh, and then add unregulated on top of that. <laughs> and unregulated, yeah. So I think I think that's one big thing is it's it's growing so rapidly which is amazing because you know anti-aging procedures if you can age you know gracefully and prevent lines from forming in the first place that's awesome because it's harder to reverse things that are already there so it's all great but you just need to make sure that you know you know who's doing it for you like wear wear sunglasses don't squint exactly (laughs) well sometimes you still squint with sunglasses yeah but if you have them on is it less yeah, of course, you're shielding your eyes from the sun, so yes. Uh, you know, and it isn't for everybody. So it's it's all about, you know, I feel less angry when I'm not able to make that face. So it's personal preference, right? Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm the guy that I've worn sunglasses so much that my eyes are so sensitive to bright light. If I don't wear my sunglasses and it's a really bright day, it physically hurts my eyes. Oh no! Yeah. So are you like wearing them right now? No, no, not inside. No, I'm good inside. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, I think it can be. You know, it's it's all about what you want for yourself. Well, I and do. I do wear my sunglasses at night, but not because of that. Just because it's cool. <laughs> hey, to each their own, right? <laughs> so, at, uh, at your guys' facility, what? Um, what do most people come in for more than more than anything like what is your what is your biggest uh, like revenue generator yeah so I'm going to tangent from that for a second so I think what's also interesting about the industry is it's the first well it's the only industry where people number one are pretty educated and if they're not educated they want to learn and the last thing is they come into you me as a physician they come in saying I want this and this I want Botox or Dysport between my eyebrows or I want my lips done you don't go to another doctor and say i want lab tests or i want you know my appendix taken out you take their advice and so what i found is that the way i've modeled my practice is global rejuvenation and doing such small amounts of dermal filler or uh, neurotoxins like botox or dysport in places where it rejuvenates globally and you don't know exactly what was done and so what i'm finding is that patients come in And they say, you know, we do full consultations on everybody from the top of the head to the clavicle, and we give our advice. And patients love it. They eat it up. They take it. They don't take it. Whatever. You know, they don't have to do all of those treatments at once, but they come in and they say, I want to know what you would do. And I think that's different than a lot of other practices that are similar to mine, you know, aesthetic practices, which is really cool. So people will come in and they'll say, you know, I want help with my skin health. So we have a the clear and brilliant laser and we talk about that and we educate them and, you know, they want a skincare routine and we'll talk about that. And so we do consultations for all of these so that they can be educated and make their own decision. 
versus just give me Botox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because no. I mean, there's there's other stuff that's a non neurotoxin that can give you a similar outcome, right? Right there. So Botox is a brand and yeah, so there's a bunch of different neurotoxins. The fourth one just came out recently, Juvo, but there's Botox, Dysport, Xeomin and Juvo and they all have a little bit of different, you know, a different feeling, a different, you know, time of onset and I recommend that people try them all so they can decide for themselves. If they're okay with Botox, fine, don't change. But eventually over time you may want to switch it up and and see what the others are like and it's all about them being able to be educated. That's it. Yeah, and I I find that in most industries that the majority of anybody's kind of largest hurdle is making sure that their customer segment is educated in a manner where they know, uh, you know, like what you're about, you know, there's so many different companies that do the same thing. You know, how do you Mm -hmm. set yourself apart? And sometimes it's not just branding, right? I mean, you can have some, you know, fantastic branding, like everybody knows who McDonald's is, but their hamburgers are terrible, you know? (laughs) And so branding doesn't necessarily reflect like the quality or outcome that someone might get. And so I really behoove uh, people to do their research and look at who they're doing business with and who they're, uh, who, who, who they're getting products from and, and making sure that, you know, those things align with their goals and align with their personalities and align with their value systems. Uh, mm-hmm. So that way they can make sure that they're doing things the right way all the way around holistically, I guess is a good word for that. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, one way is not the right way for everybody. And, I think if you, you know, try a bunch of different types of skincare products, I I recommend that. You don't have to use all of mine. I think it's, and I think that's what makes it different is the transparency and the truth because I'm not here to be a salesperson. I'm not, but I'm honest and I have, I'm passionate about what we do here and the skincare we have. If people don't like it, I want to know why. I want to know how I could make it better. What do they want to see? And that's another thing on my Instagram. Whenever we expand the skincare line or bring in new services, I ask my patients. I mean, who else are you going to ask that cares, right? So I asked the patient, you know, what could I add here? And she said, let's do, you should add IV hydration or vitamin injections. And within a week I had, you know, an IV hydration lounge here. And so it's about, you know, I love it, but I want to be able to serve them better and make it more convenient for them. And that's been amazing. Uh, but Instagram and social media is really huge. And if you are in this industry, it really is helpful to use that to your advantage because that's how the patients see the before and afters and they see what we're doing and and they can relate to me and my staff as real people, right? Instead yeah, of yeah. Well, and, and, so scripted and yeah. And I think your boutique service has a kind of... Uh, kind of it, it it has an alignment with voice america i mean we're kind of similar in the same way where you know our product and what we do is not going to be for everyone but if it's not for you i still want to know why and then i'd love to figure out a way to work with everyone but i can't always work with everyone there's you know you're a boutique for a reason you probably are extremely hands-on with your customers um you have probably a less customer volume, but a higher, um, you know, a higher touch rate because you're providing more of a, you know, white glove type of service in a boutique. Uh, and that's kind of, that's, that, that's the same, you know, premise that we take with our customers when we're working with them on building podcasts and radio shows. You know, I don't want to just, I don't want to, I don't want to build, you know, six 
okay radio shows. I want to build one badass radio show, you know? <laughs> 100%. It's, it's quality over quantity, period, period. And then you do get to a point where there is a lot of quantity and you figure it out and you manage it appropriately. But it's about that touch. It's about quality. Totally. I totally agree with you. You know, I was reading your your bio and it, it, it struck me, right? You have a husband, a couple of children, um, <laughs> you're, you're volunteering in the community as an avid philanthropist, serving as a judge uh, in the Miss Pink organization. Let's talk about that. What is the Miss Pink organization? So the Miss Pink organization and the Miss Pink pageant were started by a really genuine close friend of mine, Ashley Schultz, and she is a former uh, Patriots cheerleader and she's involved. She went to Harvard Business School. She's brilliant. And Are you a Patriots fan too? I'm from Florida. I mean, I don't know. I just have to ask because like I saw like I, I went on your Facebook page and I saw somebody was wearing a Patriots hat. Maybe one of your kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I live here. And right? I, I, so, yeah. I, yeah. And I have, I have to say this. So because um, the co-host, uh, one of the co-hosts of the show is Jeff Spinard. He's the CEO and president of Voice America and one of the founding members of the company back in 1999. And him and I have been mm -hmm. doing the show together for three years. Uh, he's been on a I'm going to go take over the world tangent for the last nine, ten months or so. So I've been hosting a lot of the programming by myself. But. He, wow. If he was here with me right now, he would tell you how awesome he thinks anybody who a Patriots fan is because he's from uh, he's from Rhode Island and a big, huge Patriots fan. And I think Tom Brady might be like, you know, his uh, girlfriend that his girlfriend doesn't know about. Oh, the side chick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's amazing. The, pa the Patriots are amazing. How can you not? I mean, how, how can you not like awesome. winning? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Always winning, but not going to win. Um, so what's uh, what's up with the uh, the Miss Pink organization and the pageant? I mean, we got off on a tangent on the Patriots. I'm yeah, sorry, I derailed so, it for a second. <laughs> yeah, so she started this, gosh, I think 10 years ago. And it's, it's for breast cancer survivors. And it's a huge, it's a, it's a year-round um, organization that helps support families, you know, who are going through treatment. It provides funds to cover medical bills. And it helps they do all these programs to educate the community about early detection and regular breast exams and they partner with a bunch of other medical organizations just to provide a community for these people and these people going through treatment uh, but then once a year she has she has a ton of different um, uh, events that happen during the year but the pageant is for breast cancer survivors and they literally it's a like a beauty pageant and they get all dolled up and they get in these beautiful gowns and they have oh, a talent awesome. and it's amazing it raises a ton of awareness and a ton of funds for these people that have gone through a lot so it's great i mean i just am beyond proud of her and i just love the mission it's amazing wow. yeah that is that's awesome i'm i'm always about uh, any organizations that are helping to raise awareness around cancer and cancer prevention and funds for those yep. folks going through that. Uh, I'm sure my listeners get sick and tired of hearing it. My father passed away from cancer when I was young. And so uh, it definitely touches my heart knowing that there's other people out there that are working really hard in the community to, you know, raise awareness and try to, you know, f uh, get some funds. I mean, that's really the hardest thing is these people get hit with the uh, diagnosis and, you know, it impacts their ability to pay their bills and, 
and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, funds are so yeah. super helpful. And then you're also involved in the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation and a contributor to other nonprofit organizations, including well, that one, the My that Life one Choice. Is the JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, is near and dear to my heart because my husband has type 1 diabetes. Oh, okay. And so we are you know, very supportive of that and likely to start our own charity here in the near future. Um, oh, cool. But cool. we, I won, um, the G-Face MD shoe is this beautiful shoe. I have it on my website, but it was designed by this shoe designer, shoemaker, Tom Solo, who is designed for Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, and big celebrities. And he had a live auction item. He also has type one diabetes and had a live auction item of a, a shoe to design. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have this shoe. And I <laughs> wanted it to be like the face of G-Face MD because we love shoes here. Um, and so I designed this shoe for the office and it's just symbolic of so many things, style, you know, type one, giving back to the community. And it's just awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I like shoes too. Not the same kind of shoes that you do, but I like shoes too. <laughs> I think everybody likes you. So Gretchen, what 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 is uh what's in the, what's in the future for you? I mean, you have the G Face MD website. You are you know constantly looking at your brand and your products and services and all those types of things, and you know working yeah. with your customer, which I, I absolutely love when I hear entrepreneurs and business owners talking about their they listen to their customers, and yeah. that's what drives the change in their company. And I think that's what's probably wrong with about ninety percent of companies out there is they just simply do not listen to their customers well they just focus on the money and they're yeah. like what's in my pocket and they just they only care about and you know how much money can i make and all this i mean yeah. it's just so wrong you have so to many serve levels. first yeah you, right what you have to serve first totally you have to 100%. be of service first yeah and you and i just to me that's a no-brainer but you know Life is hard. People want to make money, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, it's it's so, ugh. it just puts such a bad taste in my mouth. But really, I think when you give back and you are just so passionate about what you do and you love what you do and you love going to work. Actually, this morning, I did a little Instagram video because I came into work today just feeling so happy. <laughs> and I had a great weekend with my family and my grandmother was here. So we had four generations here. And oh, I love it when that happens. I know. So, yeah. And I just felt so grateful and I was so happy to go to work and so excited. And I think that's the biggest thing is you want to love what you do and you have to, you know, you give back and just make other people happy. I mean, people cry in my office daily almost because <laughs> of just how happy they are with the results and they're so thankful. And I think that's the biggest gift I could ever have is just that. Um, yeah, so, if you yeah. can give the gift of happiness to somebody, it's really the ultimate ever. I mean, um, we, we're in completely different industries, right? You're in the beauty industry. I'm in the media business. We create, you know, talk radio and podcasts. But I feel the same way when one of our clients says, man, I've been trying so hard to book this, you know, really high end guest and I can't get them on. Is there anything you can do to help? And, you know, I'm able to get in there and, and get that booked for them. Right. And, and make something happen for them that they couldn't do and open some doors for them that they necessarily weren't able to open before. Because, you know, when you're, uh, you know, like for you, you're, if you're a thought leader in an industry and, you know, you know that, uh, you know, like the, and, and this is probably contrary to what you do, but like the owner of 
of L'Oreal is available for an interview where you can have a candid conversation on, you know, how the status of uh, the status of the beauty industry is from your eyes versus this Fortune 500 company eyes. Like that would be a pretty cool interview to get. That and, would be so cool. Right. That and so when I do that for somebody and we're able to make that happen, we make them happy. Right. And so I totally understand where you're coming from when you when you talk about, you know, just being able to make people happy in general and allowing and having the ability to do that is such a blessing in and of itself outside of, you know, like like putting a dollar in your pocket. Yeah, exactly. And I think it not that it's easier to make them happy. You know, you always hope that. But I think the challenge and also where people fall short is working through when it's not the most happy patient and and dealing with how can we help you and what you know what can we do to fix this and you know what what just letting them talk and listening and hearing them because that's what it's about you know the goal here is to feel the best and so you don't well, you know that's a lot why of god gave us uh, two uh, two ears and one mouth so we would listen twice as much as we talk yeah it's so true <laughs> even though we like to talk obviously yeah but <laughs> of course we uh, of course i do i've been i'm in radio for 20 some years here i just talk it, talk it up that's all i do but you, you asked me what the what the plan is and what the vision mm -hmm. is and you know i struggle a little bit with how how big do i want to get and i think people are like so you know yeah what is next and are you going to open different offices and I have had requests from many states and they want you face MD there and that is awesome and that's the biggest compliment you know and I'm just figuring out what to do and how to do that with maintaining the quality and the structure and the intimacy and the highest highest levels of standards ever and so we'll be um, organizing a G face MD certification program so patients um, not patients, <laughs> people that would like to join the team have to go through this and people can also that are in the medical profession and in aesthetics can come and train with us to have that certification. So, so kind of like franchising the business, but making sure that franchising the business fits into your specific parameters for the like brand. Very specific. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I exactly. love it. I love so it. You know, again, I go back to McDonald's, got a great brand. They got terrible hamburgers. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and they, they're able to scale that. You can buy a franchise, and it's it, it's it's widely known and popular. And yeah, you can probably open a McDonald's on just about any major corner in America, and probably make a few bucks. But man, yeah. does your food is terrible for people. <laughs> so bad, and I think the other thing too is like I'm doing now is educating and using my voice. I'll be faculty in a national conference here shortly um, in November, and just using media outlets and, and lecturing at courses and conferences to really educate and really share. I mean, well, and then you're going to you do, you're going to do a show on the voice America talk radio network too, right? You gotta, gotta, gotta have a show. Just tell me when. Let's right do on. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Dr. Uh, G tell, tell people the name of your website. How do they get a hold of you? Cause I want to make sure that, you know, uh, we get that fit in before the end of the interview. I think it's important that people know where to connect with you social media wise. And of course your website. So give them all the deets. Yeah, so my website, you can just Google GFACEMD, so it's G-F-A-C-E-M-D, and that will come up. The website is www.gfacemd.com, and the Instagram is GFACEMD, <laughs> so it's pretty pretty across the board, and we'd love to hear from you. Reach out, you message 
us on Instagram. It's mostly me. I am very obsessive about my Instagram. So it's not a, it's not a company. You get me on there. Uh, so message me, reach out, let me know you found me on Voice America and follow them too because they're amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. I appreciate your time today and kind of explaining yeah. what you guys do and how you do it and how, you know, you're you're setting a level of standard for your industry, I think, which is, 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 is paramount. It's important. Um, the medical marijuana community should take note of what you're doing, right? Because... Yeah. Maybe they need some advice. They do need some advice. You know, they're 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 moving through a world that is completely unregulated in so many respects, and there are a lot of people out there that are literally just you know in it for the dollars because they're like, hey, we could sell weed now, <laughs> you know, and uh, they don't. You know, there's not as much education going around as there should. There's not as much, um, you know, people playing devil's advocate on certain components. And I think that a lot of that is needed. And the way that yeah. you approach your boutique high touch, um, you know, scenario with uh, your your locations, I think is the way that that community should start to look and start to treat people. Because, you know, um, if, we, if we don't start now and we don't put ethics into the beginning of industries, then when do they get installed, right? Totally agree across the board, 100%. Thank you so much for joining us on Finding Your Frequency. We really appreciate your time. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on any of your favorite podcast uh, websites, Apple, TuneIn, iTunes, you got smart speakers, all that fun stuff. You got a Sonos at the house. You can tune in with that as well. Uh, so make sure you check out all of our past episodes. And of course, uh, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or any of those places, drop us a line, give us a review, give us five stars because five stars are better than four. Uh, and then of course, if you guys ever have any questions, comments, or concerns, want to write into the show, you can send your uh, info, uh, info and emails to info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's info at voiceamerica.com. Check out the website's radio, uh, the radio show's website at findingafrequency.net. And of course, you can follow us all over Twitter at Voice America TRN. That's Voice America Talk Radio Network at Voice America TRN. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ryan Treasure with Finding Your Frequency right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network.